0: Good morning. Good, morning. good morning it is an awesome morning to be here it's good to see you all again just a great great day to celebrate uh, a risen Savior had the opportunity uh, to be gone for a couple days last week at Lake June Luska and I'll tell you it's one of the prettiest places in the world I made a couple of laps around the lake walking i lost count actually i don't sit well i don't know if how I many of y'all noticed that but i do not sit and slow down real real well so for me to sit in a meeting or a service for hours at a time is not my skill set so every now and then i've got to escape and uh, and when i did i'm telling you you're talking about just uh A beautiful thing. I think I enjoyed my morning. I'm not normally a morning person, but I think I enjoyed my morning walks best. Before everything started. You walk around that lake, and I I can't remember how far it is. It's about right. About, About the right distance. But it's an awesome time just to pray and reflect and You look out over the lake and down towards the swim pool and over towards uh, the auditorium where everything's hustling, bustling during the times that uh, meetings and stuff's going on. And all of a sudden, man, you're just looking at that calm water. That cross on the hill. The beautiful flowers. And you have to just realize who's in control. God is still in control. He's still doing some magnificent, beautiful things. When I um, walked around the water, and again, it was calm. I mean, a lot of times there's kayaks and other things out on the water, and, but man, just perfect calmness. With everything that's going on in our world and everything that's going on in our church and, and everywhere we turn, Man, that water's still just as calm as it can be because, again, God's in control. So I did go to most of the meetings. If I, if I did cut out of a meeting, it was only for two good reasons. One was to walk around the lake, and the other was to eat early, <laughs> beat the lines. So, other than that, man, I was, I was there, and... Uh, Again, I'm so blessed for the opportunity to come back to this wonderful congregation for another year. I appreciate y'all so much. Uh, I love the spirit in this church. And for the last few weeks, I've been talking about the spirit. A couple weeks ago, we talked about Jesus um, as he ascended promising the spirit. He told the disciples to wait. He told the disciples to wait. And then ten days later on Pentecost, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they received that power. And they were given instruction to go tell pretty much everybody. Everybody. Every part of the earth. To tell everybody the good news of a risen Savior. And when I think about that, that's no different than our call today. Today. We have the power of the Holy Spirit in us, and we all have that call to show the love and grace and good news of a risen Savior. This morning, I'm going to continue again with this uh, theme of the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to talk about living in the power of the Spirit. When you're truly living in the Spirit, there should be some things that show up in your life that people notice. I'm going to start out by reading scripture that's found in Galatians 5 and it's uh, verses uh, 22 and 23. By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. And this is the word of God. For us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for this wonderful scripture, Lord. Thank you for sending your Son. Lord, and thank you for sending the Holy Spirit to, to fill us, Lord, that we can have power and we can do things uh, through you that uh, we can't do on our own, Lord. I just pray that as we... Uh, We go through this lesson, Lord, you open our hearts, you open our minds, and we hear the good news that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. During Jesus' earthly ministry, he promised the Holy Spirit to all who believe in him. He did that in John 7. Then, of course, we read a couple weeks ago how in Acts 1, he promises, as he's ascending, the Holy Spirit. But this was prophesied in the Old Testament. Isaiah 58, 11 says, The Lord will guide you continually, and satisfy your needs in parts places, and make your bones strong. And you will be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail at the woman at the well Jesus promised her living water and again after I put this sermon together I didn't realize how many times water is referenced living water overflowing rivers of water When you receive the Spirit, it will produce rivers of living water. And I started thinking and praying yesterday when I was studying and finishing this thing up. I'm like, you know, I should have titled this sermon Living Water or something creative. Um, But again, we're still talking about the power of, of the Holy Spirit. And I started thinking about how powerful water is. think about the power of water most of the reasons why we have electricity here is because of the power of water most of what we have is hydroelectricity. and you think about how powerful water is power it's so powerful that it cuts rivers through mountains through rock over time Hard to stop water. If water is flowing, it is hard to stop it. Even when you have a dam, you've got to let the gates open to let the water flow. Because when water is truly flowing, you cannot stop it. You can redirect it, but you cannot stop it. You can use it to create power, but you cannot stop water. Lake Junaluska, last week, I went and looked over the dam, and you saw that water rushing out of there. And on this side, it's totally calm. This side, you've got water rushing out. I thought, man, that is so powerful. So powerful. And again, as I was studying yesterday, I realized that the Holy Spirit that dwells in us is even more powerful when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, when we're living in the Spirit and we're using that power, we can't be stopped. We can't be stopped, but the Spirit can't be stopped. And we're just a vessel to take that Spirit to people. But what does it look like? What does it look like when you're living And the power of the Holy Spirit. Again, I'll tell you again, on one side of the dam, there's water rushing. The other side of the dam, it was calm. Same water. Same water. But one side, it's really calm. One side, it's flowing really fast. (laughs) What does this have to do with the Holy Spirit? Well, I'm telling you, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you have both. You have the calmness that only the Holy Spirit can bring, and you have the power to do amazing things. You've got both sides of the dam working in you at the same time. And when you look at what the Holy Spirit brings and what people should be able to see in you when you're relying on the power of the Holy Spirit, and you're relying on that living water, the perfect expression of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, uh, Uh, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are the attributes that people should see in us when we're living in the power of the Holy Spirit. Love is an act of goodwill expressed towards God and each other. We all need love. We need to receive love, and we need to love. We're created for that purpose. Joy. People should be able to see gladness, delight, In our lives, especially in response to God's grace like we saw this morning. And joy is hard to define because we have these finite minds. And we don't understand eternal joy. When we receive the Holy Spirit, we have joy that lasts forever. We have joy that lasts forever. It's eternal. It don't go away. And it's hard for us to understand the difference between eternal things and finite things. And we get confused because we're not always happy, are we? Has anybody ever lost their happiness? Absolutely, happiness can go away. You see, happiness is based on circumstances. We can be happy one moment, sad the next. Joy is not based on circumstance. Joy is based on the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. That's what joy is. You can't be sad and happy. But you can be happy and joyful, but you can be sad and joyful as well. I think I've told you this story before, but it's worth repeating. A few years ago, uh, when we were starting a a youth camp... um, Man, we had everything prepared, everything ready to go. We're starting this camp the next day. I've got, I can't remember how many kids coming. We've got all the servants lined up. We've got everything we're going to do that week lined up. I am full of joy and ready to let some living water flow through me. Man, I am excited. About 5 o'clock, the the, the camp started on July 5th. About 5 o'clock the evening, Of July 4th, I get a call from the person that lives across the street from my mom. My brother lived with my mom and said my brother had collapsed. By the time I got there, uh, they're doing CPR, they're loading him in the ambulance. And we're on the way to the hospital. I'm following the ambulance, I've got to call his son. I'm riding with my mom. And I can't explain the grief and sadness. And then we get to the hospital and my brother didn't make it. Uh, I'll never forget, you can't block out the pain in the mother's eyes when she loses a child. So I'm just telling you that to tell you how sad I was. So later on, I had a lot of people dependent on me. I started getting phone calls. What are we going to do about camp? What are we going to do about camp? What will we do about camp? I said, I'll be there at 7 o'clock in the morning. We need to have camp. We need this. These kids need this. So I was meeting uh, some of the volunteers, some of the servants at 7 o'clock in the morning. Been up all night, but I'm ready to go. Not really. I'm worn out. And I had a group of young adults and children get me in a circle and they placed their hands on me and prayed. And they gave thanks to the Lord. And they prayed, and I had I was filled up with joy like I've never had before. I was still sad I lost my brother. I'd seen my mom lose a son. But I felt the Holy Spirit rush in me like never before. I was joyful. I was still sad. I wasn't real happy at that moment. I was sad, but I could feel the joy of the Holy Spirit. I could feel the joy of the love of everybody around me. You see, that's the eternal love when we talk about the power of the Holy Spirit that it produces in your life. Joy, peace, peace, tranquility, the side of the lake, the side of the dam that just had totally still water. That's the peace that we can have through a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the peace that we can have when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Patience. Patience. Self-restraint. Sometimes I'm not real patient. I'm not. Sometimes I should let people do stuff and sometimes they don't do it at my speed, so I do it. A lot of times somebody can do it better than I do it, but... It's just one of my faults. I'm not a patient person. A lot of people think I'm patient because I can teach and I work, but no. Inside, I you know it's uh, oh kindness, kindness. Man, we are lacking some kindness in our in our culture today. See, the kindness I'm talking about is not just when somebody bags your groceries and you think and you say thank you. That is great. And that's kindness and that's wonderful. But the kindness I'm telling you about is when the guy cuts you off in traffic. And you want to retaliate by doing some things, but you pray for that person. They must be in a hurry to get somewhere. They're in danger. They're not driving very good. So that's the patience and kindness that I'm talking about. Generosity. 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 When you have and you're relying on the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, you're generous. May not be natural for some people because sometimes we're pretty selfish in our human nature. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can do some amazing things with whatever limited resources you have. See, we're limited. No matter what we do, we're limited. Strength. I can only do so much in my own strength. I can only rely on my own power when it comes to strength. I can only rely on so much power when it comes to my intelligence. And it's limited there. Uh, I can only rely. If I'm only relying on myself, I'm limitless. And it's the same way with generosity. If I only rely on what I have, it'll eventually run out. But when I rely on what the Holy Spirit, what God the Father has blessed me with, it never runs out. I can help other people. I have more than I need. Doesn't mean that sometimes we'll come up short and and sometimes things do get hard. But some of the most generous people I've ever known in my life had the least. I'll repeat that. Some of the most generous people I've ever known in my life are some of the most generous people I haven't had the least. One of them was my grandmother who helped raise me. She raised five kids on her own, worked a job, but always helped other people. She always had enough, even though she raised five kids and she helped raise uh, grandkids and she took care of everybody, she always had enough time to go help somebody else. She always had enough resources To not only take care of her and her family, but to help other people. You see, that don't come from your human power. You can't do that. It's not natural. It's not physically natural. But through the Holy Spirit, you can be that generous. Faithful. Reliability. When we're living and depending on the power of the Holy Spirit, we're reliable. We're there for each other. And we're also gentle. Gentleness is another one. We're humble. We have kind demeanor. And we have self-control. We have self-control. Again, some things that should make us mad and get us over the edge don't bother us near as much anymore. We realize what's really important in our life. What, what's really important are the eternal things in our life, not the temporary things. The last few years, I have really determined that a lot of things in my life I spent a long time worrying about, a long time worrying about, I couldn't do anything about it anyway. Sometimes uh, some of the things I thought I could control, I never could anyway. Sometimes I get upset. Told you, uh, I'm fairly patient and fairly gentle, but I've got a temper. Don't happen often, and thank God it's happening less often. But man, we've got to rely on the Holy Spirit when things go wrong in our lives that we can't control, we know that God's in control. Again, that one side of that dam was always calm. That's the side we need to depend on. The other side of the dam, the water's always rushing. Sometimes we need to be out doing stuff. But sometimes we need to be waiting. See, I think um, some other things that Paul writes about later that's not in this uh, scripture, some other graces are uh, righteousness, hope, I think there's others. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not food and drink, but righteousness and peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Faith, virtues, knowledge, perseverance, godliness, Those things all come from a relationship with God. They all come and they're all evident when we we rely on the Holy Spirit. Again, the fruit that you should see in your lives, the fruit that people around you should see in your lives when you're really depending on the power of the Holy Spirit. It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Is that what people are seeing in you? Is that the fruit of your relationship with Jesus Christ? Again, is it the fruit of my relationship with Jesus Christ? Is that what folks see in me? Now, we're human. Sometimes we're going to mess up. Ron is not here to testify that, but I mess up a lot. I do. But every time, God's ready to forgive me. And when he does, he don't just leave me laying there. He puts me back to work. He's ready to use me again. We can't mess up enough for God not to love us. Are we producing, or or is our lives producing these graces? And people see love, joy, and peace in our lives. If they can't, again, we need to start being led by the Holy Spirit. We need to start lying, relying on what He does for us. Sometimes it's hard to be nice to somebody. It's not nice. It is hard. You ever had that happen? Could be at a grocery store. Could be at Walmart. Could be at home. Sometimes. And sometimes it's, it's hard not to retaliate. It's hard. But again, when we rely on the Holy Spirit, when we rely on the Holy Spirit, we can do some amazing things. We can show those graces to other people. One thing I can tell you, even if you're in an argument, and you realize, it don't matter if you're right or wrong, but you realize, man, this really, it's going to get bad if we don't. Just look the other person in the eye and say, man, I love you. Or if you're married to that person, say, you're beautiful. You know, say something. You've got to break the ice because I'm telling you, it can get out of control really fast if you do it on your own power. And I don't mean do it... <laughs> Out of sarcasm and don't, don't mean it. I mean, really mean it when you do it. You see, to rely on the Spirit, we've got to rely on the Word of God. We've got to constantly, constantly read His Word. We've got to constantly be in prayer. Constantly be in prayer for each other, for ourselves. And we've got to be obedient to the word and faithful to prayer. Again, I have been studying prayer a little deeper the last few years because when I was called to lead a church, one of the things in my life, and I looked at myself spiritually, is I didn't pray enough. I'll be honest with you, I didn't pray enough. To be honest with you, in a lot of ways, I didn't understand prayer. I thought prayer was always me talking. Me closing my eyes, and, put, and that's, that's a great way to pray. But sometimes we just need to listen. We need to read our Bible and say nothing. Man, that silence. Just waiting for God to tell you something. Sometimes it can be a whisper, because you have to be listening. Verbally, I don't hear God. He does not say, Stacy. Man, I wish He did. It would make it a lot easier. You see, some things, most of the time, God speaks to me through my devotion time, my drive to work, my walk around the lake, or my conversation with another Christian. Sometimes I've got some messed up ideas in my mind. And I can read scripture, I can pray, but sometimes it takes somebody saying, man, that's some messed up ways you're thinking right now. Sometimes I need that. And I know that's the Holy Spirit Spirit prompting the other person to speak to me. Again, the Samaritan woman at the well, Jesus offered her what's called living water. And she didn't understand. She didn't understand the gift that he was talking about until she took time to listen. Until she took time to listen. Again, this woman at the well, Jesus knew everything about her. He knew everything about her. When he asked about her husband, She said she didn't have one, and he said, no, you've had five husbands, and the one you're living with now is not your husband. But you know what? He still used her. The living water that he was talking about, he shared with her. The next thing he did is he asked her to go and share with everybody in her town. He didn't say, go clean your life up. He didn't say, go get rid of that man. He didn't say that. He says, go and tell people about the saving grace. Tell people about the encounter that you've had today. Tell people about the living water. And that doesn't mean once we're saved, we shouldn't. live more like Jesus Christ because once we receive his saving grace that should be our sole purpose in life is to become more like him every day and some things we give up pretty easy some things it may take a little bit but God can still use you everybody's called to spread the good news again it may not be from a pulpit You're called to tell people about the living water that's offered through a relationship with Jesus Christ. How powerful it is, but how peaceful and calming it is. That's what we're called to do. And when we do, it produces graces that we can't explain. We start doing things in His name, relying on His Spirit that we couldn't have done before when we're walking in the Spirit, we don't get as tired as easy. And we definitely don't get as, as tired as easy, as, as get tired of doing good as easy as we used to. You see, when we rely on the power of His Holy Spirit, He gives us comfort. He gives us rest. And He gives us the power to do some amazing things. And may we be diligent to walk in the Spirit and be led by the Spirit. And may everybody that see us recognize the fruit of the Spirit that comes only through the relationship with Jesus. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, again, just thank you so much for uh, for your kindness and your acceptance of us. Lord, we're not perfect, but we know that your love and grace is perfect, Lord. And when we enter that relationship with with you and we rely on the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, we can, uh, we can work on ourselves and we can also spread the good news to everybody we meet. In Jesus' name, amen.